0: Ladies and gentlemen, it's
1: hodgepodge time. Running, running, yeah. Running to the devil, the devil, yeah. One more is never
0: enough. Yeah, we be pumping joy, cause we got a choice, and we got a voice outlaws
1: God bless outlaws like me My eyes are
0: I'm My back is getting tight
1: a friend Are you ready?
0: Alright, right. hope you guys liked that little um, new introduction. Um, If you don't, or if you do, just let me know down in the comments. Uh, So today, I'm a little little under the weather, but it's cool. Um, George Stewart is going to be in uh, just a little bit. He's going to be, of course, on the line here. Um, I don't have the means right now to... Go anywhere and find people and travel myself, um, but hopefully that's going to change. So he, we're going to be talking. Last time we talked paranormal. This time we're going to talk his music, his way of composing his music, the way he sings it, how he does everything, why he did it, when he started doing it, and all that. So I'm going to get to these unofficial, official sponsors. Hopefully these guys will pick me up pretty soon. If not. I don't really care. I I enjoy doing this. I don't care if I'm doing it for free the rest of my life. So here we go. George Stewart coming right up on HPP. Recorded from all over the globe here. Multiple-time world champion, professional wrestler, the lead singer of Fozzy, and New York Times best-selling author, my favorite wrestler of all time, Chris Jericho, rocks the podcast world with Talk is Jericho, his unique take on all things pop culture and entertainment. Sit down with Chris as he interviews some of the biggest names in wrestling, music, TV, movies, comedy, and also the paranormal. All ages are welcome, no ID required. Just go to Westwood1 on your podcast wherever you get them, and also you can go to westwood1.com to see Talk is Jericho. Church. my hero and mentor bobby bones has a podcast out so he's going to talk openly about anything and everything he's going to record the podcast from the comfort of his home where he brings in guests to chat on big comfy chairs now, this is a very good podcast for me because this is, how I, this is how I do my podcast. It doesn't write any questions. I like to keep it as real as possible because there's not many real people out there that do podcasts. They always have these questions that go down. Bobby doesn't do that. He looks at you, looks in your eyes, and says this. And that's how he does his podcast, and that's how I do mine. So go check out the BobbyCast. That's B-O-B-B-Y-C-A-S-T on iTunes. B-O-B-B-Y-C-A-S-T. The Bobby Cast. Go get it now. My buddy Walker Hayes has a new album out. It's titled Boom. You can go get it now at Walmart, Target, wherever you're at. It's got the hit single You Broke Up With Me on it. It's got Craig. It's got Dollar Store. It's got Beckett. And my personal favorite, Shut Up Kenny. Here's a little excerpt from You Broke Up With Me from the album Boom. Well, I got some coke in my bourbon surfing, a room like you No, know I ain't drunk, I'm amazed. Let's
1: go get boom out now. Uh, cool, so I have George, some good George sleep, Stewart
0: on the line. Go ahead, what were you saying?
1: Oh, I said I finally you some
0: good sleep. <laughs> oh, you did? <laughs> yeah, I called you last night because um, I've been busy the past. In two weeks, and so every time somebody tries to text me or call me, I have to get back with them like three days. And so I got you last night, and you were still you were sleeping, and I wasn't trying to wake you up. I just didn't know because sometimes we talk that late, sometimes we don't. Right. So I get, so I got you on here today because I want to talk your music. Um, we're going to talk about different things on this podcast. Like I said last time, um, part one of the paranormal. Um, Is recorded. We're doing this, and then I think in yeah. a couple of days we're gonna do part two of the paranormal. Which you guys won't are not gonna know the difference. They're just gonna be up in one day. But for the paranormal, so I wanna talk a little bit about your music. Um, let's first start. Um, I kind of go in a big circle when I do these music interviews, and you'll see where I'm going with this. So I wanna know what are you? What stage are you at now in your music?
1: Yeah, pretty much uh, now. Um, I'm writing, and that's a huge writing process, so I've got Good Weather Friend, and then just wrote one song most recently, and it's still in the process of getting a couple more lyrics put into it, but it's almost a wrap on that one that, um, uh, I haven't even that's how. at Yeah. But, uh, but I am doing covers, I'm doing set lists, I've got a show, um, scheduled for April 20th in uh, Suffolk, Virginia. And with the Saturday, they're having uh, the band um, uh,
0: The Last Bison or whatever. Mm-hmm. They played with like Mumford and & Sons and that kind of thing for their St Patrick's Day. And, cool, um, so, you're, so you're basically still in the stages of becoming an independent artist.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And I've, I've been playing for years, but right. it just... I'd get in the band and then get into another band and then that band would break up and then it just never really stuck together as a band. But I've always, you know, had a list of songs that I would play. You know, it went from Trevor Hall to, um, you know, any rock song or anything. Um, right. But country is what I like the most.
0: Right. So, what did you listen to growing up? Like for me, um, for example. Cause when I when I ask a question and it's like, what's your favorite album? I'll usually give people time and then I'll say mine while you think. Um, so what I listened to when I grew up was, or <clears throat> so it, it was mostly country because that's what my parents listened to. So that's what I listened to. But yeah. <laughs> as I got older, I realized there's more music out there than just country music. Oh yeah, and definitely a lot of good music i was listening i mean it consists of still my favorite band is still aerosmith um there's guns N' roses um my favorite rapper eminem um all these kind of all these great artists just you can just play from one spot and you know it's it kind of conjoined me and made me who i am so what about you
1: right yeah i I'd, i'd pretty much say the same i I do know why I I choose country music. It took me a while to really understand why. Um, But I'm a very emotional person, I would say, Mm. in my day-to-day life. And when there's a story being told through country music, I see more, not to say rock can't do that too, but I feel more... um, it's like being connected to like an old antique piece or something like that. Yeah, you, yeah. you just feel yeah. that energy off of it. Same thing with like music. I I feel the emotion at the point of time. If so I really do feel what I'm, if I'm even doing a cover song, I can feel that that feeling. But I'm able to. If I do have a crowd in front of me, I'm able to um take that and push it on the people in some weird way. It's kind of yeah. <laughs> it's weird. So, so that, it's, <clears throat> yeah, that way it's, like, translating to my music. Come on. Yeah. Come on, buddy. Come on. Come on. inside. Dog out here barking at me. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that's why I really get drawn to it, man, because it's, like, I can see it so much clearer. And, and I used to play in, like, a screamo band. Yeah, yeah, Um, We were, like, six, seven songs. I still remember them, you know, and... Which is this kind of like screaming hardcore mixed with like an emo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, that, yeah. like since a sale, meet like, you know, that kind of Hawthorne Heights meets a metalcore band or whatever. And, um, which I could still do something like that, but I don't know. I just get pulled into this country of writing. But I do like rock too. I like rock and roll, I like blues, I like jazz.
0: Yeah, yeah. So. so my voice my voice may sound deeper today i'm still under the weather george um like i said oh, the, like i said in the introduction i'm still sick it's been like 3 weeks close to a month and i'm still oh, sore, I know it. the sore throat's gone but it's still all stuffed up you know it's still the um so i'm going
1: I feel like here like get at, that cold in my chest right right at, when i'm laying down and then i had a rattle for a while i thought it was like the flu or something and then...
0: They said it was an virus or whatever you want to call it. So The Black um, Plague. I want to do this real quick. Um, I've never done one this early, but I figured why not? Um, Yeah, man. So I usually play these little games um, on here. I just started it recently. Um, The first one being with Dustin Wayne on the episode, The Wayne Returns. So you guys go, I'm going to plug that in right here. You guys will listen to that. But um, it's called Trade You. Um, And what trade you is something that is not really considered what you do, but you're still nerding out on it. Right, okay. So I will go first, um, just to give you the idea. Right now, um, I will give you this, what I'm geeking out on, and I want you to do homework on it, blah, 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 which you don't have to. That's just what I say. So. I am currently reading this book, um, it's called Blink. Um, I, I love self-help books, um, because of what I'm doing, I love self-help. So all the self-help I can do, I read them, and on this particular book, it's called Blink, and what it is, it's a, a book, it's like 300 pages, every chapter is a different story, and it's basically stories about going with your gut. Uh, okay. Um, there was there was one story on there. It was um, I don't, I don't it was the it's the introduction to the book. I don't remember the title of it, but it was about a statue, and every statue that they would recover would come out tore, or they would come out ripped and and just mangled, and one guy found hey. one. I think he said he found it inside of a dumpster, and he said it was in mint condition, and it was the only one available nationwide. No one else had it but him. And so someone came to him and said, dude, I want to buy it. He said, fine. He said, give me a week. Let me think about it. Let me look up on it. Let me, uh, let me look up on it. Let me find what it's worth, and I'll give you a price. Well, he would, he would not sell it less than $10 million. So they get there, <clears throat> and nobody wanted to pay $10, $10 million for it. Everybody was like, no, I'll give you 2 million. I'll give you $4 million." He said no, he's going to stick with his gut and say 10 million dollars because there was a price range between 7 million and 25 million. So I think 10 million is pretty fair. I mean, he could have went up just a tad bit. So he was oh, like, "Oh, definitely." So I'm going with my gut. I'm going to say 10 million. He said, "That way you're getting a deal and I'm getting a deal." Well, no one bought it. So, 2 years <laughs> 2 years later, he was still asking 10 million dollars for it. The dude was in a ditch. He was poor. Because he was poor when he found the painting. That's why he was getting $10 million for it. So he gets it. <clears throat> and someone comes to him. And apparently they're from an art gallery in New York City. One of the biggest art galleries in America. And they say, oh, we heard stories, blah, 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 that you have this statue, this painting. And he goes, yes. They said, okay, I want to offer you $155 million for it. He sold it for $155 million, only asking $10 million. Dang, holy crap. So the the moral of the story was, if he would have sold it for $3 million, which is far more enough money to live the rest of your life. Right. If he would have sold it for that, then the other people could have wound up selling it and making 15 times what he sold it for. Wow. Right. I mean that Dude, book, that's crazy. That book is just phenomenal. I mean, I heard about it, <clears throat> but I never... Thought it would be like it is, and I'm enjoying it. I, I'm not far into it, and it's already got my eye. So, what about you? I love, what What, what, what I love do you suggest to do?
1: And <laughs> especially like anything like kind of lessons, and you know they use like different wordage and yeah, yeah, and areas. But it yeah, I love that.
0: <laughs> so what would you and suggest Go ahead. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh no, I said, "What would you suggest to me?" I suggested you that book. What would you suggest to me to to look for?
1: Um, as far as any
0: books, (laughs) it doesn't have to be a book. It can be if you if you're in the middle of watching a TV show, if you're listening to this music, if you're doing this, it doesn't have to necessarily be a book. That was just my 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 thing to you. So, like, I could say a book, and you could say a movie or something. Just something that you're basically addicted to at this moment.
1: I would say right now, um, (laughs) besides flipping through YouTube and looking at, like, all these crazy videos, but, um, (laughs) definitely, I like weather, and, um, there's this guy on, he's got his own, like, little, um, YouTube where he chases tornadoes and that kind of thing, and he really breaks down, like, the storms, and once you watch all of his videos, um, you pretty much know a lot about storms and why they're building and, you know, falling apart and why do do some supercells have, you know, tornadoes and then why do some supercells that don't produce a tornado or they get close to and they just can't. Um, So it's like these ingredients that (laughs) that have to be just right at the right time at the right place at the right moment, you know. And I I think that's kind of cool because it's like, you know like, even for what we do, um right. for something to happen, right. just like a tornado, we have to be in the right place, right time right ingredient, and uh, I think maybe that's why I like on Jason because it's closely related to life, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> cool it's got the same like all these elements and that kind of thing, so it's like you put all your elements together, oh, and it just brings me to a point um there is a video and i gotta I can't remember yeah but I put it a look up. But they're talking about your mind and reaping what you sow. Mm-hmm. And yeah, if you put in like reap what you sow, you can watch it on YouTube. And um, this guy tells you basically, you know, your mind is the garden. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you are the gardener to keep that mind, you know, completely cultivated and everything. So your seed is your, you know, your ideas. And then your water is your... Um, your actions, and then the sun, your light, for this growth is your your um, positivity, your your mood. Um, mm-hmm. If you say stormy, you know, it's like all these things have to stay in line to, to continuously be successful, and then manifesting your dreams and manifesting what's ahead of you. So like, I kinda got it, I was like, you know, just back a picture, yeah, every now and then you get weeds growing up in in your garden, and basically you got to pick them, mm. you know, and mm. keep keep that garden um, together. And it's so easy to you know get down and, and stormy, and then that ain't gonna help that success, you know, that plant that you're you know trying to plant. So yeah, yeah. So, that's kind
0: of cool. So you're doing music um, and all this kind of good stuff. What is I'm gonna give you just name three. What what are some artists? Does it can be any genre that you look up to? Like okay, my musical style. I kind of want to copy that, but I don't mm-hmm. like like they're just your mentors in music.
1: Okay, yeah. Um, I would say my all all time, which again, it's not country at all. <laughs> uh, I, I really like. Growing up, um And I really like um Chevelle and I really like, you know, those those bands. So um I would also say Three Doors Down because they are kinda in that middle. Yeah. So I would I would definitely say I look up to those bands for sure.
0: I wanna tell you something, Um, dude. You you like Three Doors Down where I live about uh Uh-huh. What'd I say? Let's see, about 250, maybe 300 feet. I live next door to the old drummer of Three Doors Down. Oh, really? Right. Yes, he's in my... My uncle's. does the same thing you do. Um, he's in a band, and the drummer is the old drummer for Three Doors Down. So, like, he drummed... Huh. He was in Kryptonite. Um, y- yeah. All, all those kind of good songs, he was in there. And I've gotten a chance to speak with him, but... I'm going to do a podcast with him, but... He's not legally allowed to. I guess he was kicked out of the band, but he, and he's not legally allowed to tell t- t- his experience CHN? in Three Doors Down. Wow, dang!
1: That's
0: <clears throat> so, crazy, right? So I want. <clears throat> There's this one guy um, in music. Um, I'm a I'm a nerd. I'm a music nerd. Every I, I read every book about any. <laughs> it doesn't matter if I've ever heard them or not. I'm gonna I'm gonna read it. Um, uh, and there's just one guy um I didn't listen to him growing up because I never listened to that kind of music but probably around what 3 years ago, 4 years ago I'd say I found this guy because I'm a huge fan of sad music. I love ballads. I love oh yeah. I love that stuff. And John Mayer um hit the nail on the head for me as a musician um as a songwriter almost every song he releases yeah, is, is um just a sad song and my favorite album of all time happens to be John Mayer's Continuum and uh, so speaking of favorite albums I just said my favorite album Continuum what are three of your favorite albums Are you asking me like yeah, my favorite oh,
1: albums of okay. all time Okay uh I would have to say many different
0: albums that or just shoot some out you don't have to pick three just shoot some out that you enjoy
1: listening to oh okay uh now if it's country <laughs> my favorite album to listen to is Brooks and Dunn um uh She's Gone or something like that or right. it's the one where they've got How Long Gone Is She Gonna Be or something like that
0: yeah I know um, what you're about I don't know the name of the album
1: <laughs> but I know what you're talking about <laughs> that, that one's a good one uh buying a CD, and like, you know, I would listen to the whole CD, and just play it over and over and over again, and put it, and it's like nowadays, it's like one song, (laughs) like this one song, and you listen to the rest, it's like, okay, I'm done.
0: All right, cool, we just had a technical difficulty here, um, but we're back, Um, so, I think we got to the very end of your um, favorite albums, so, I want to talk... I want to go back to your childhood in a little bit, but, uh, yeah. <clears throat> if you could have, let's say if you, you had a dream artist, um, for you to record with, um, alive or dead, who would that be for you?
1: Actually, I always wanted to, uh, record with, um, uh, Randy Travis. That's my Number one. Right. Uh, again, and as we know, you know, he's, for what happened with him. Yeah. Um I, even if he sat on stage and we picked up a guitar, you know, that yeah. Yeah. that would be awesome. <laughs> that would be awesome. I definitely look up to him. Um if not him I'd say um man, there's something different like uh you know, anywhere from Dirk Stanley to but like, I would I would have to say the the legends. Travis Tritt, he'd be another one.
0: You're right. You know, that kinda I want, I, want, I want to drop something to buy you. Um, when you said legends, I've mentioned this in podcasts before, but I feel like I need to mention it here because people keep going on about this. We're all familiar with George Strait, which is considered yeah. the king of country. So, <coughs> a couple... About a year ago, um, he released a song titled Kicked Out of Country. And... With Jamie Johnson. And he goes on the radio and says, This is my song because radio, country radio does not like me anymore. because they're Oh, not George playing, said that? Yes, because they're not playing oh. my stuff. And my first thought, I have, I have a point where I'm going with this, but my first thought was, Right, because you're not changing your sound. Which no one is telling you to do. Why? But Why? country now is not the old fiddle, the steel guitar. It's more of a computer-based bass, a computer-based melody. Everything is computer-based now, and they're not doing it from a steel guitar, from a banjo, from a fiddle. And and when he said that, I was kind of like, okay, I just kind of lost some respect for George Strait as a singer, which I still listen to him. But when he released The Kicked Out of Country he was and they never played that song either and the dude in George Strait came on there and was like look this is ridiculous nobody's playing my stuff country music has turned out to be crappy okay well fine forget you you're fine so 2 weeks later i hear him on the radio and he goes hey buy my new greatest hits album it's called straight out of the box part 2 with the hit kicked out of country that is where he lost a lot of respect for me because you go on there two weeks before and you say, country is not like it is, it's not playing me, screw them. Then two weeks later, you have an album coming out and you're scared people hear what you said and so you're coming on there to say, buy my new album. You cannot do that on in this format. Yeah, that's crazy. You can't say then, country is stupid. They're not playing me, and then two weeks later, come back and say, "Oh, please buy my new album."
1: What? Yeah, that's that's crazy, man. That's that's sad because you know, and and I I honestly thought that he was different than that, <laughs> but <yeah. laughs> man. But these like I feel like he would have enough money. Well, why does it matter? Right. Yeah, well, man. that's like, it's time to retire.
0: Think about it. <laughs> Think about this, George, and I want the people to listen to this. Think about it that's listening. You have a lot of people that are still in the business now that started in the early 2000s. For example, Blake Shelton. What happened to Blake Shelton? He's still making those hits because he changed the style to the New Day. The New Day is exactly. what it is now. Which I'm not saying you have to do that, but in order to make it basically make it in this business and in this venue of country music you have to basically what make music you have to make music of what the music is today you're right and i get so much crap on on all social medias because people will say um, this new Kane Brown or this new Sam Hunt song is crap it's nothing this is not real country music and I always get myself in a big fight because I have to comment on it. Because I'll go, well, who died and made you the king to say what is and what's not country music? Exactly. Okay. And then I always start out with it like, well, Sam Hunt's not country. Listen to his stuff. And I said, fine. Have you ever heard the song, I Met a Girl by William Michael Morgan? Oh, yeah, man. That's a good traditional song. I said, why don't you look up the writers on that song who's credited? I said, the head writer of that song is Sam Hunt. Oh, I. All, oh, and I, and, they'll and go, he noticed that. And they'll go, all, oh, all right, I, I, uh, I, I, yeah, you can't say nothing, can you? And <laughs> I, I'm not, I, I don't, I hate being a jerk, but it's like, that, that. that's how you get blocked. That is how you get blocked is because you're complaining, okay, and I'm like, fine, that's not country music, okay? Back in the day, who was not country music? Let's see, George Sturate. Garth Brooks, Johnny Cash, Randy Travis even moved over to the pop charts for a long exactly. time. And then I'll say, okay, think now. Think of the Sam Hunt now. Think of the Florida Georgia line. Whoever else you say is not country with air quotes around that. Think about it. Let's 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 take five years. No, let's take two years. And you tell me if that's not country compared to what two years country is gonna sound like.
1: And they, they they fail to remember, like you said, uh, you know, all these songwriters that are coming out and becoming singers, you know, they're they are all songwriters, right, and they, they've been in the game for so long, and it's like, if you look at the musicians that have not changed, just like you said, you know, um, what's, a, what's another good one, um, um, I can't think of his name right now, but there's a lot of different ones. I mean, if you, even if you take, like, John Anderson, you know, uh, someone over him. You know what I'm saying? Like, he just stayed playing the same songs, you know, for like older folks and stuff. And, you know, uh, he's still where he's at. <laughs> it? Like you said, that didn't change with the times. And you have to if you want to make it in an industry, 100%. And
0: there's like, these people that say... Oh, Chris Stapleton is country. Well, actually, if you listen to his music, <laughs> it's actually country mixed with the new country. In the new country now, it's called Americana. It's Right. It's not It's <laughs> not country. It's Americana because it's all genres mixed into one thing. And well, wasn't
1: that song Tennessee Whiskey an actual like blues song from it, the, no it
0: was a, it was an old George Jones song? It, James? it was an old George Jones song and he just re He just reverbed it, remade it what it is today, because that is probably more successful than the George Jones song. Um, But, and I look at people and I'm like, when they say Sam Hunt, and I'm like, but you have to respect the crap out of that dude because he has done something different. How many people have done different music wise as he has? He talks in his songs. That was not known for a long time. He talks in his songs with an upbeat pop sound. Respect. No, not a lot of people in this in 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 his this business have enough balls to do that.
1: It's more like, well, he's doing this and I'm not doing that, so it sucks. <laughs> and I'm not That's saying jealousy factor.
0: I'm not saying. <clears throat> dang, excuse me. I'm not saying I like. All the songs that come on the radio. There's some that I cannot stand. I have to turn. Oh yeah, definitely. but I'm not complaining about it because it's what. That's like complaining that carrots are orange. You can't change the fact that they're orange. You can't go and change it, <laughs> make them green.
1: I mean, if you get, if you get some dye, maybe. But still, <laughs> to them some...
0: what happens when you mix orange with or green?
1: Oh, right. True. Damn. So you're not even going to get your... Right. You're not
0: your even right going to make it green. You're going to make it a whole different color. And once you do that, you take the food dye and you put it in the music business. It's going to get all more colorful than you wanted it to. You wanted it to get red? Well, it's going to turn blue. Uh-huh.
1: Oh, man. That's good. That's good, man. That's pretty cool how you did
0: that. I mean... <laughs> To me, it's all common sense, because when, yeah. I, when I say music, it's all common sense. You sing what's in your heart, and if your heart is saying, this needs to be this type of song, this needs to be upbeat, then make it upbeat. But, I, I honestly, I didn't know where I was going with that. I just figured, I, I went off on a tangent there, and...
1: No, that was good. Mm. <laughs> I was with you Uh You know what I mean? my My thing, too is you know going out playing- different shows and different venues or whatever, and you know you gotta do the cover thing um and then you kind of sneak song here song there, but you know I'm, and i'm I'm so at the beginning stages that I'm really looking for i gotta get some recording done before uh marketing wise I can even really you know do good at uh. But in the meantime, <laughs> I'm just sitting there on Twitter, kind of, you know, play the old song live and just post it, you know, and, yeah, uh, hey, I do exist, you know, that kind of thing. But, but, yeah, I got a long, probably long road and, and definitely money to put into it. Uh, yeah. But I don't want to not do it, man, because I yeah. feel like if I do it, you know, like, even if nothing happens, I don't care. I mean, I, I just enjoy playing music. Really, honestly. And um it's um it's like i I've always dealt with um like real bad anxiety, like super bad from I was like eighteen, nineteen, twenty and like I'd have like heart palpitations, uh, dizziness, high blood pressure from it. Um it's like I'm gonna die. <laughs> yeah. Then depression followed. <laughs> mm. And like music really kept me you know, I can pick a guitar up, and it's like, damn, it just takes it a whole lot. It really, really does. And, you know, so it's a miracle. Music's a miracle drug, I think. And, you know, yeah. you, your meditation, like, I, I can kind of see that. I'm just like, you know, a monk sitting there. He, he's good at his little meditation there. But, but when you play guitar, you can't get a focus. So your focus is on on your words, the feeling of the song, the beat of the song. And it's almost like grounding when they talk about um, grounding yourself with, like, anxiety. And, and bringing this up, I've, I've ran into a lot of different people with anxiety. And they're like, dude, I have the same thing. I just don't talk about it. And I was like, yeah, and I think it, it should be talked about because growing up, I had people like, just get over it. Like, it's all in your head, you know? And I'm like, no, it's like a medical condition that I'm struggling with. And emotionally, like, I would just, <laughs> it'd feel good to cry, like, I would, <laughs> it's funny, I would sit there and just cry, cry it out, just, don't know why, why I'm sad, just cry it out, and then the next few moments, um, I felt better, and I'm like, damn, so, I think what it was is bottling up different things from the past and not letting it out, and over time, those things just build up, and then eventually it overpours, and, you know, that's what happens, but, that's, a, that's one of my main things of doing music and, you know, I I definitely wanted to get in this, you know, spreading like an awareness and then helping people that would do, you know, like suffer from it or, um, try to come up with new ideas in different ways.
0: <laughs> right, and, and but, I want uh, to do an entire podcast on anxiety, which, which we have stated and we, we, we had text back and forth, which we will do coming up soon, but, my anxiety is I believe is different than everyone because mine is very I went to a lot of therapy and I was dealing with a lot of stuff and the therapist told me that I had a condition that a lot of people didn't have and it's it I can't remember the name, but it's a very, very, very bad anxiety, social disorder. And Mm -hmm. what I mean is, if you take a glass of water, even if it's, let's just say if it's an empty glass, and I see it on the edge of a coffee table or on on the kitchen table, I'm going to Mm -hmm. freak out, and I'm going to have a panic attack until someone moves that glass from the coffee table. And... What it is, is it's kind of mixed with an overly obsessive OCD. And, right, right. Which anxiety is always has OCD with it, but what mine does. is, mine is an over, an overly, I, I can't remember what she said, it was an overly something anxiety mixed with 10 times the normal OCD than a regular person. And so. Let's just say if I'm washing a dish, or if I'm washing the dishes in general, if I don't wash a plate, a plate, a plate, a colored plate, a colored plate, a colored plate, a colored plate and a white plate, in my order, then I'm going to freak out and have a panic attack. And let's just—if someone is to do the dishes or is to sweep the floor, if it's not done my way, there, there goes another panic attack. And I can just be sitting on the couch watching TV, doing nothing but watching TV, and I I can't catch my breath. I'll have to pause the TV, and and teach myself like like I'm learning how to walk again, how to breathe normally again.
1: Oh yeah, it's it's it's, it's like uh, because I used to stop breathing in my sleep at night All right. um, from it, and I think it created a sleep issue too, and Um, and they were, like, trying to do sleep studies. Well, eventually, like, the anxiety got better and went away. Um, I honestly haven't had any problems uh, within the past two years, I'd say. It it finally kind of faded. But I think that just comes with getting older, and and it's just like, uh, it hasn't killed me yet, so whatever. And (laughs) I used to, (laughs) it it was good from. Even uh, hyperchondriac, kind of like I would always think something's wrong with me or I'm always sick or, um, you know, and it's just crazy how, like, one thing leads to another thing, like, um, comes to anxiety. But I, I just remember, like, I would draw on my legs and, and just constantly move, and constantly make a beat, like, on a table and then until it would go away and my leg would just be shaking, Or i try to go to sleep and, like, I had to shake my leg, like, or, like, my foot, like, really fast. <laughs> it was crazy, man. And uh, when the panic attacks would come, I had to punch a wall or do something to take my mind off of the panic attack. And I just remember one time, like, punching the wall as hard as I like, can, and was, like, breaking my fist and just going, like, dude, man, something's got to change because I can't function like this. I could, uh, I would go into classrooms. Classrooms were the worst for me because I was surrounded by people, and it was a control thing. And I felt like, if I ever felt like I couldn't just get up and, and get out of a place, or if there's somebody talking up in front of the room, um, I felt like I was kind of locked in, and it, right. it's rude of me to get up and leave. So, I would always get this, like, anxiety, man, and it was just like, I, you feel like everybody can see it, but they don't, you know, yeah. and... And then eventually, like I would just, I would leave, and then the teacher'd be like, "Hey, um, all right, man." I was like, "Nah, dude." Like, I was having the worst anxiety, and he's like, "Yeah, man. Yeah, if I has their own kind of anxieties, but it was affecting me so bad that I was having yeah. trouble with uh, school and work and that kind of stuff."
0: Oh, dude, I want to tell you something. Um, I, I uh, <laughs> this shows how bad my anxiety is. Like, I have some fears and. Probably my worst fear is um, commitment, I guess you would say. Um, yeah. comm- committing to anything. It doesn't matter what it is. Um, like at one point, I stopped the podcast because I was getting too committed to it. Um, and, and and that is a legit thing. That is what my therapist has told me, which I have stopped going to therapy, which I think I should go back. But, um, but the thing I'm going with this fears is commitment is number one, um, cats, um, and also... <laughs> Like, not having control of my arms or my legs. And I, when having this stomach issues, and they think it's the gallbladder, and they think it's all that, so I had to go, it was called a HIDA scan. And for two hours, you had to be in a machine. Just, just uh, up to your probably, up to mid-chest, probably up past your, right below your pecs. And yeah. they said, okay, you have to slip your feet into this. And you have to put your arms in kind of an oval. But when you did, it mashed down and it locked your arms and your legs in place. And I didn't think nothing of it. You know, I'm like, okay, this is going to be cool. This is going to be a swift five minutes. And then she told me, there's a TV on your right. You can turn your head. Just don't move. Um, You're going to be here for an hour and a half. And I was like, holy (coughs) crap. And I was like, okay. So you're just trying to calm yourself. You're trying to calm your anxiety. And... All of a sudden, probably five minutes into the thing, I start freaking out. I, I, she comes and she goes, you can't move. I said, well, get this shit off of me right <laughs> now. And I, I, never, I never cuss in my life. I never cuss. But I told her to get it off of me because I was about to have a freaking flip. I was about I was about to, oh, I couldn't stand. You know, it's to the point where your butt puckers and you can't, you know you can't do anything about it. Right. And she was like, as long as you keep your head, your hands over your head, you're fine. And I said, fine. I can do that for two hours. But I cannot be locked into, like, a confinement for for ten minutes. I can't do it. So, <laughs> that's, but as we wind
1: down yeah, here. Yeah, dude. I'm with you down, there, man. Like, like, two, I, I don't like, which is kind of crazy, because I used to, um, do pest control, so I crawl like crawl spaces. But when I get in certain spots and I think, man, I might not be able to turn around and come back out of here. And I got stuck one time underneath of the a, there was a duck line like, for a church that was like really big. And the joke was, you know, all the demons are casted back down you know, to hell. So if you going underneath this church, is like the worst cross space in the world. So I go in there and they dug a tunnel like under this um,
0: yeah. uh, duck line. Yeah
1: so, you know, the duck line's flush with the ground, except for this hole. So I go in hit first, right? <laughs> and then I come up on the other side. Well, it was so, like, of an arch that I just, I got stuck, man. I was like, uh-oh. I was by myself screaming, dude, like, I thought I was going to die. Yeah. And then there's, like, dead the animals down there. <laughs> so I'm, like, coming around the corner, and there's, like, a dead possum, like, looking at me. And I'm like, holy crap, you know? Yeah. So... That, I can definitely attest to that, that claustrophobia, or, 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 or whatever you want to call it. But, um, yeah, man. Cool.
0: So, as we wind down here, um I actually have another meeting to do today. As long as I'm pretty sure you have stuff to do as well. So, there's, I just want to do one more question, uh, rolling on about 45 minutes, which is, you know, I thought this podcast was only gonna go twenty five minutes. I thought that, but then we got in a big which that's 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 the cool thing about me and you. We we we, we Yeah go on one topic and then it makes it to ten different other topics. But I want
1: it's to know, interesting. We not know what's gonna
0: happen, Right. it's and, really and good. None of this is pre planned, is it, George? I'm gonna put that out now. <laughs> Nothing is pre planned.
1: And, and I enjoy talking with you too, man.
0: So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. so you know. Um as we keep the music thing here one last question. What is your goal in country music? What what is your goal in music in general? Like my goal, for example, my goal for this podcast, I don't care if I ever make it big. I don't care. I just want people's stories that never have a chance to get interviewed. A chance. And that's a a beautiful thing. I love And I want a chance to tell their story, for them to tell their story, share their music. And that's why people people come to me all the time, you're stalking these artists because you play their music over your podcast even after their episodes. No, it's not stalking. It's called belief. Exactly. Believe. See, I don't get no one on here unless... I absolutely know they're good. If they're good, in my opinion, they're going to be on here. If they're not, then I'm never going to talk to... You know, I'm not trying to be mean, but I can't put Quiet. someone out there and people listen and they're like, ugh, he has no taste, so I'm not going to listen to it no more. I can't have that in, in, in what I'm doing. I can't have that. So if they're good, in my mind, I know they'll be good in a lot of other people's minds. So what what is your goal for your music?
1: Definitely my goal is to, you know, I hope that, you know, when I do play music for people, you know, they get a moment of time of not having to worry about anything and just, you know, relaxation from the crazy world that we work in. And and I think, uh, you know, for everything that goes on, especially, like, you know, school shootings and that kind of thing, like, it just, you know... Mm-hmm. I want to definitely be able to reach out. And, and my hopes, and this is like long term, you know, that I could start helping other people out not just as music, but you know, like foundations of some sort or, you know, CHKD. Cause I love um, anything to do with helping them. Because <laughs> yeah. they're just awesome people. They're awesome people, you know, so. Right. And the kids are awesome, you know, so. Um, I even thought about, you know, going to the um, hospitals and playing for the kids. Because um, they deserve that that relaxation in that time. Um, but as far as you know now, I, I definitely know that where I'm standing. Um, you know, I got the show thing coming up on the 20th, and that'll add more local shows. But everybody tells me, you know, I was talking to a guy recently, and he said, you know, George, you, you gotta get you known through Nashville. You gotta do this, and you gotta do that. You gotta get where these places are and then hope that you're just lucky enough and you met the right person and they think that what you got is worth it, you know. But I need to record. I need to get in the studio. (laughs) So hopefully in future broadcasts or if we do one in the future, I can show that, hey, I've made an improvement. That would be my goal, you know. Um, Or I've made an improvement on somebody else's life by, you know, giving them that time of relaxation, rest, maybe entertainment. <laughs> <All right. laughs> that would be my goal. I guess it's right now that would be my goal. Cool. So.
0: <laughs> All, right. All right, man. I appreciate you doing it.
1: Hey, thank you for having me. And um, do you mind if I put my little at or, uh, Twitter? No, that, that's, what that's, I
0: was fix- that's what I was fixing to say. I was fixing to um, say you can go okay. follow George at, is it George Straight Mu- uh George Straight, George Stewart Music. <laughs>
1: Uh, it's at George, G R G E all over case, and an M-A-C, uh, ghost, G-H-O-S-T.
0: George Mac (laughs) Ghost, go follow him on the Twitter, you also go follow me on the Twitter, I like that little (laughs) Chris Jericho vibe right there at, I am Mr. Dylan Hodge, and George Mac Ghost, go follow him right now.